the podcast for and about general practice from the Irish College of General Practitioners. With me today is Dr. Mary Carney. We're going to talk about migraine. Mary, tell me a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself first. Well, I was a, thanks very much for having me. I, I was a rural general practitioner for 30 years and for, for different reasons I decided to take a bit of a break and I'm tutor with the Irish College of General Practitioners. After taking a little break, I found that I there was more to learn about migraine. I thought I knew everything because it was the men in my family had the migraine. And the uh, during that time, I decided I'd like to do more to help those with migraine. I'm currently working two days a week in Tala in general practice, but I also do a headache clinic in the Vista Primary Care Centre in Nace um, to indulge my interest in migraine. And I have recently done this document on migraine in general practice. So, I mean, migraine and headache are two separate things, I suppose. But, but as you see in the introduction, migraine is the most common headache disorder seen by doctors. I'm sure you as a GP see a lot of people coming in with migraine. A lot of GPs listening to this must hear, must hear a lot about migraine well, too. Well, they, they do hear a certain amount. But ironically, the general public almost think their headaches are normal. And when you, when you put on your migraine hat and you look at people with it, they suddenly said, oh, well, I have ordinary headaches and then I have the migraine doctor. And I, I, I've had a, a lot of headaches, but sometimes they don't really realise that not everybody has a headache and it's not right to have a headache. Mm-hmm. So I think if there's one thing to learn from this is to ask about headaches, even almost if they come in with a pain in their big toes, sometimes ask about headaches and just see, see what, what's there. Yeah, because I mean, and your report, you know, very clearly sets out it's a guide, really not a report, I should say. It's a guide to um, helping GPs. Yeah, um, well, there diagnose headaches. There, okay. the GPs come across so many different things. There's the obvious, uh, it's laid out in nice sections. There's acute treatment and then there's preventative treatment. But there's also a section on um, episodic syndromes in children and migraine in children. There's the female hormones and the migranous brain. And that's a particularly important area for GPs because if we're ever going to see women anybody with migraine it's those between 15 and 49 they have second to back pain migraine is the commonest disability years lost to disability and also there's a further section about migraine in sport and that can be particularly particularly important for those sports people okay so let's go through that a little bit more Uh, what do you think is the real message the key message of this guide for gps well there's more we can do for those with migraine and there's more we can do. And if we if we take, for example, the lady who has a family history of blood pressure and 35 and the migraine is becoming more frequent and she has a touch of blood pressure. There are a couple of different drugs um, which help blood pressure and by a strange coincidence over the last 20 years have been known to help migraine. The one, of course, that first comes to mind is propanolol. But candesartan also helps um, migraine. So if you have somebody with 
as, as we say in general practice, a touch of blood pressure and maybe a bad migraine, you might think about starting her on candesartan a little earlier than otherwise. Or you might even think about starting her on candesartan even if she had no blood pressure, um, particularly with a family history. And then if you have the student, um, the girl of 17 who between hormones and leave insert, and then you ask her about the family history for migraine and you find, yes, she's a family history. You might tend to look at her coming up to the leaving cert and you might decide, well, really, maybe we should put her on prophylactic treatment with the leaving cert coming up. And propanolol might be the, the drug of choice because it's well proven to help headaches and it might help her, you know, with the headaches and also help her with all the stresses that's incumbent upon her with the leaving cert around the corner. Okay. And so that's generally helping GPs be able to, be, to to diagnose a bit earlier, maybe, and to treat a bit earlier. Well, to treat a bit earlier and to be a little bit more aggressive in the treatment. And this document, as well as being available to us as GPs, is also available publicly on the Irish College of General Practitioners website. And you may find people will access it and will know about it because the Migraine Association of Ireland know about it and they may well direct people to it. Mm. Uh, and it is, I, I think it's a good comprehensive review. Um, one of the motivations behind me doing it was the European Headache Society had produced a document in 2007 and it was due an upgrade. But unfortunately, it seems to be indefinitely delayed. And I felt we needed we needed some update. We needed some guidance. The Migrant Association were keen for it. So we came to, we, we came together, Martin Rutledge and myself, to do this guide. And I think it's very high standard and well worthwhile. And there's been good reaction already. We, we've had wonderful reaction. We had the launch there in the middle of February and there was huge interest and particularly with the media. And the, my medical colleagues have been very impressed with it too and feel it's a, it's a document worth going to. And certainly, yeah, you're right, there has been a lot of media attention. I know Drive Time, where you were on Drive Time, you've been on you know, regional radio stations and you were on television as well. Yes. Maybe migraine is something that a lot of journalists get. <laughs> it could very well be. And given the lifestyle, the irregular lifestyle and the early mornings and the waiting for news to break, um, unfortunately, it figures in the trigger factors. Mm-hmm. And particularly if they don't have their breakfast. Yeah, well, because I see that there is a section on trigger factors. Well, there is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and trigger factors have moved on an awful lot from the cheese, the red wine and the chocolate. In fact, they now feel that those original trigger factors are actually something, um, a hypothalamus yearning that comes on the person as they're getting the migraine rather than being intrinsic trigger factors. Mm. One other thing that's worth mentioning with trigger factors is it's an accumulation of trigger factors. Generally, it's not just one thing. If you have the glass of red wine, the late night, the no breakfast, and then, of course, the little row with the, with the daughter, that's sure to bring on a migraine. Or maybe the row with the mother. You know, it's sure to bring on a migraine. Stress is, a com- is implication up to 80% of migraine yes. attacks. Those things like the rows and that. And yes, rows, 80%. But, but it's, it's, it, there is certainly a contributory factor in 80% of mm. cases. Yeah, you know. yeah. And, yeah. and like you say, for women as well, particularly, now, there's hormones, isn't there? The hormones, yes. Now, not... You can't blame every headache on the hormones. And this is why we very really need to have um, a diary. I had one particular lady who came to me and she said, it's the periods, doctor. I have a headache and it's morning, noon and night and I have them all the time. And it took her a whole year to be able to give me the documentary evidence of the diary. Um, She had to improve her other uh, trigger factors or precipitating causes. And after a year, she could clearly see that it was 
pure menstrual migraine is what she had. Now, only 7% of people get pure menstrual migraine. But without... Without the diary, you couldn't see that. Uh, we, we couldn't. And that's another very important thing, that migraine can only be managed with a successful partnership between the patient and the doctor. And, and just the, the treatment for pure menstrual migraine, um, as you'll all remember, the migraine is precipitated by a drop in oestrogen. And as you know, mid-cycle, we get a very tiny drop in oestrogen. But just before the period, you get the very tiny drop. So it's just as the period comes. And it's the person who gets the migraine just as they get that drop before the period and not at other times. And if we could organise it that the woman had a stable hormonal environment through maybe giving her the progestogen only pill, that usually would might might be a real lifesaver in those with pure menstrual migraine. But they're a very unusual. They're only 7% of everybody who has migraine. But is that the first step, do you think, of somebody coming back with regular migraines as a GP to say to the patient, start keeping a diary? Take note when you're getting the Take migraine. Take note when you're getting triggers. In actual fact, Aileen, people don't come with migraine until they're really bad. We, once you see somebody coming with migraine, you, you need to nab them about the diary. Mm-hmm. Go on. Just one other thing I want to mention. It was actually the men in my family who had the migraine. And I don't want to forget them because so many men have really bad migraine. And I'm sure it impinges upon their careers and stops them from doing things. And there is hope for the men as well. You know? Okay. And, you know, because like I say, we're talking about women there quite a bit. But yes. Men, what, what do you think are the triggers for men? Are there different triggers for men as a general? Mm, I think the family history for the men will be very strong, you know. Okay. And I think the stress is probably pretty important for the men as well, mm-hmm. because sometimes it's, it's underestimated and they don't talk about it. And the women often have the stress, but they'll chat to the women and the, their friends and their family, whereas the men won't. The, the lifestyle for the men as well, the skipping of meals, the lack of sleep. And some of those men, I mean, they're in the high power jobs, irregular hours and traveling. It's, it's all it's all the difficulty things. But I do think genetics will play a factor in it yeah. as well. And it does seem to be getting worse in general. Unfortunately, it does. And um, Martin Rutledge is the expert in this respect. And, you know, it's probably being um, picked up a bit sooner and people are more conscious of it. But our lifestyle is not lending itself to maybe nice, calm conditions. So it's probably the busyness and the stresses and, you know, we must do. And thankfully, I've a few of my patients, you know, they've, they've come to conquer some of this. If they feel a migraine coming on, they don't just push still he, st- full steam ahead. They say, no, I have to sit down now for a few minutes. And, and if they sit down for that half hour or if they're a school teacher, if they can just retreat into a dark room for half an hour, take their medication and we have a a good chart on acute medication you know it can help it can be enough to leave them at work for that day Mm. but sometimes people do have to just as you say go go away from everywhere absolutely go into a dark room room and yes and when the headache takes hold of you that's all Mm. you can do yeah yeah Yeah. um so uh, we heard maria bailey who's a who's a td and she gave her own um, you know, talk about how she deals with migraine, and certainly her diary was very important to her. Yes. I know we talked about diary already, but in the guide, actually, you have the Migraine Association have their own. They have a um, copy of their guide, and yeah. it's it's downloadable from the Migraine Association of Ireland. So we could there's use this also to one as well. You yeah. could the patients could use that. The Migraine Buddy is a little app you can have on your phone, and certainly the young people will will favour that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do need some kind of diary to 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 do it. Yeah. And um, I'm delighted to report that I think the 
Dáil has taken a great interest in the migraine and we're hoping that some more resources will be spent on migraine. They, they've taken an interest as a result of the launch and um, Martin Rutledge and, and has been told about this and he's going to talk to them. He's going into the Oireachtas Committee, I think, isn't he? I think I heard something like that, yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, which is great news for migraine. Yeah. yeah. What surprises me was, uh, you know, how much response we got because, I mean, there was a lot of... Um, Genuine interest, I think, from the public. Oh, huge interest yeah. from the public, yeah. yes. And I know you were talking on local radio as well. Did you get much response there? I, I did. I got a lot of response. I mean, mm. I was particularly impressed with drive time, the number of queries and the amount of queries. And I think general practitioners should remember that we know a lot more about women and the fem- the migrantist brain. And it's our training to know about hormones and HRT. And even if you were just to read that section of the document on the female hormones, it would give you a better a better feel for what to be doing. And our consultant neurologists probably have little enough training in and little enough experience of prescribing um, the oral contraceptive, HRT. And and I think we, we, we certainly can help people in that area. And that was what I found from the drive-through mm. um, to questions that the neurologists really were leaving those female hormones to us. And that is the bulk of 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 migraine yeah so really it is something that can be managed in general practice well except for the very rare few cases yeah you know yeah. it's okay. certainly and it could be managed better and we could deal with it a lot better yeah so in general i mean you say obviously there's the treatment involves sometimes it is trying to be proactive about it and try and prevent the, the, the triggers happening yeah the other ones are to take the, the take the um medications medication I see acupuncture mentioned here as well. Yeah, acupuncture is, is often used for headaches. And they they have done a proper clinical trial where they gave some people the acupuncture, the needles in the appropriate places, and some people not. And they found that there was a benefit in episodic migraine in particular um, for acupuncture. Uh, I think you have to look at the risk factors. If you don't look at the risk factors and, and do what you can about them. And Maria Bailey... The TD really let the whole world know that if she had a late night, she could not come into work early the next morning. If she missed her breakfast on top of a late night, she was in trouble. But she is an example of a woman holding down a high power job um, and a stressful job and working long hours with a young family in in good circumstances. And she has managed to to do it. Mm -hmm. On the broader... uh, um on the broader issue then, there's the fact that the ICGP, work, you worked with the stakeholders in this, the Migraine Association and that, to, to launch this report. Is there lessons to be learned in there, do you think, Mary? Well, it, it just made sense to me to, to work with the Migraine Association and to work with the ICGP and to let people know about it. Um, because the Migrant Association have long wished for this and they very kindly allowed me to use some of their documentations and some of their um, uh, their presentations. And if you look at page 39 in the guide, there's um, characteristics of different headaches. And this was one thing that the Migrant Association construed maybe 15, 20 years ago. And that for me has been particularly important in clinical practice. I had it on my wall, have it on my wall. And people come in, maybe about the pain in the big toe again, and they suddenly see this about headaches and they look at the risk factors. And and it helps to, to kind of guide people that they know what kind of headache they had. Because all too often they've been told, oh, it's just a sinus headache or a tension headache. And, you know, there is good evidence that those people who were diagnosed maybe with tension headaches 
years ago have actually got chronic migraine because they have the tension headache, but they also have episodes of migraine in between that. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty important. And if they're not being treated, then it won't get any better. Oh, sure. It's terrible. alien. Sometimes they have 15 days or more of headaches per month. And some people have maybe 28 or 29 days out of 29 per month. And it's it's, it's a terrible debilitating. It's more debilitating than epilepsy. Surveys have showed that it, and it's more, it's more difficult to work with chronic migraine than it is with epilepsy. And it's sometimes the unpredictability and not knowing the precipitance. Mm-hmm. And really, if someone is getting headaches and migraine that much, they really should be going to see their GP. There should they? be. Yeah. They should be. And the there G- is treatment. Yeah. There is treatment. And, and they should talk to the Migraine Association as well and look at their website. Mm-hmm. Because if they go with all this information in advance to their GP, the GP will be in a far better position to come to a conclusion and work out a management plan. So every GP who's member of the college has received an email link to the, to the report which every, is available on the ICGP website, on ICGP.ie. The IC, yes, but it's still it's available to the public as well as to us, even yeah. without a link. And so if people want to find out more, just head over to that website. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Dr Mary Carney, thanks so much for talking to me today. Mary Carney. Remember, you can follow all the news from the ICGP on Twitter at ICGP News. We have a dedicated news website, icgpnews.ie, and there's that website, icgp.ie, which is the main website for all things ICGP. And thanks for listening.